It's episode 101, everybody! Yeah! Woo! Fucking hell. <laughs> Hello, we are the Critical Twits. This is episode 101, where we're going to talk you through all the fun we had at UK Games Expo 2018. I'm Critical Brian. I'm Critical Aaron. I'm Critical Jamie. So now that makes me look weird, because I'm wife of Twit and none of you are Twits. (laughs) 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 My favourite part of uh, the UK Games Expo was every time you introduced yourself to someone as wife of Twit... (laughs) They asked whose wife you were, and we cl- all claimed collective ownership <laughs> yeah. of you. Uh, and much hilarity was uh, was had. Yeah, I'm still actually getting messages on Instagram from companies addressed to wife. Nice, that's all right. Yeah, I may have described it as a reverse Mormon situation, but I don't know if that'll make the cut. I'm editing. Oh, that was fine. I'll keep it. Uh, yes. So the UK Games Expo was held from the first to the third of June. Yes. 2018 at Birmingham at the NEC. Yes. Yes. A big place with the N, the E and the C written right in the front. I don't look up. As you know from when we tried to find Elite Dangerous. Oh yeah, good point. And <laughs> with a big massive banner in the, cor- in the corner. That banner must have been about everything. 8 foot by 12. That yeah. was a trick though because there was four. There was four of them? There was four Elite Dangerous banners in various locations throughout the NEC. I oh, um, saw one, yeah. Yeah, and they would have pointed you at least towards the right way. No, they were in complete opposite areas. I spoke to the people at Elite Dangerous, and they were very confused that one of their banners was right by the front door, and nobody could find them, because they were in the back right-hand corner. Just stood at the front door, looking up and crying. <laughs> <laughs> Please, fall from the sky, cards! <laughs> they should have put them up in a rickety fashion, so they really would be dangerous. <laughs> Mm. Yeah. Puns. Yes. <laughs> uh, so yeah. So this is the fourth time, fifth time we've attended the UK Games Expo, and it was the first time I went. First time Jamie went, mm. Mm. Um, and the third time we've gone as press. Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah, so we're looking back through it. Yeah. Today. Yeah. Yeah. So there's lots of chat and similar that we've done before. Uh, the last couple of years, we've got loads of audio interviews with people. Mm-hmm. But this year, we decided to do something slightly different. So we recorded everything with the help of our technical officer, cameraman, uh, Critical Jamie. Well done. Thank you. Uh, lots of shots of the top of my head. <laughs> you are a large man. No, I'm not. I'm like one of those tiny espresso cups. <laughs> tiny but potent. It's, it's like the uh, in, in, in the, the Lord of the Rings films where they did the false perspective to make... <laughs> <laughs> you know, Gandalf and the Hobbits just without the false perspective. Yes, yeah, it's just Gandalf and the Hobbits, isn't it? It's more the Hobbits and a giraffe, I think. <laughs> so we've got lots of videos that we will link through uh, a link to the playlist that contains everything. We're going to be releasing them sort of the week and maybe the week after the expo and the week just after that because there's quite a I lot think we've of them. got a few of them yeah yeah we don't want to release 57 videos in a day uh, people tend to get annoyed yeah well, they miss things and we want them to enjoy them all watch everything yes. watch everything mm, and click like and, and click subscribe. subscribe and the little dingy bell and the little dingy bell yeah everyone's everyone's that's the dingy bell is the in thing right now isn't it yeah everyone's going mad for the dingy bell yeah, on yeah, youtube don't forget to ring the bell yeah yes cling cling the only bell Brian has is the bell of shame. Yes. <laughs> so, anyway, the UK Games Expo then. Yes. Have we played lots of games that were themed around animals? We did. Yeah. 
Um, what did you play? We're just going to talk about random things as they occur to us and make some recommendations, I think. That seems to be the plan. <laughs> we played Forgotten Floof. Is that Floof as in F-L-O-O-F? Yes, mm. Floof. Which is a game about guinea pigs and mm. how they've evolved through society but nobody wants them anymore. Oh. And they're all forgotten and they're abandoned out on the streets and you have to give them homes before okay. they get smushed. Because obviously they're guinea pigs... They've not really evolved that far. They don't know how to look after themselves. Yeah, and They really never get past the practice stage. No. <laughs> and they're really, really small. So there's four tribes, five tribes of different types of guinea pigs. Yeah. And you have to save them from cats, cars. Themselves, themselves drowning in cereal. drowning in cereal, yeah. Okay. <laughs> they can turn into roadkill. Um, yeah. Uh, they hang themselves under a circ- uh, suspicious circumstances. Yeah. Um. Yeah, there's a whole bunch of them. They hang themselves under suspicious circumstances. Yeah, yeah. And it's just, just, a, just a little picture of some uh, some guinea pig legs and a knocked oh. over chair. <laughs> yeah. The artwork was amazing. Yeah, okay. but what? there's different tribes you can get. So I had the hippie tribe. Yeah, well, it's Lab One Three Five Three. So the the, the actual guinea pig guinea yeah. pigs. Yeah. So the, the the big mutant steroid guinea pig. <laughs> there were um, the gangster guinea pigs. Oh yeah, the gangster guinea pigs. Yeah, the cultist guinea pigs. Um, Ginthulu. There was no Gimfulu, no. There was yeah, okay. a uh, guinea pig. I can't remember what it was. Jesus and somebody else. There was like a, 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 a multi-faith <laughs> guinea pig god. Oh, um... Was it Vishnu? It wasn't Vishnu, no. I know, yeah, I know what you Gin-u. mean. It was like... A, it was a, a multi-faith guinea pig because um, if you bought the hospital, then you got a miracle uh, no, card. No, the temple. The temple, then you got a miracle card. Wasn't it when you filled the hospital as well? Oh, yeah, if you filled... When you filled with, the hospital... With injured guinea pigs... Injured guinea pigs. Okay. They have to, you're basically, you're fighting for a resource, so you send your guinea pigs into battle. Okay. And if you win, you get the resource, but the guinea pig dies no matter what. If you win, your guinea pig gets injured rather than dead, so you can put it in your hospital to save it. Okay. And then at the end of each round, a catastrophe will happen, and it can be a cat eating them or a car running them over or... A cat astrophe. Yes. <laughs> a car astrophe? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but it was it was a pretty cool little game. Wasn't yeah, it? it was it's like a cross between uh, Settlers of Catan with the resource gathering and building. Okay, um, is that mixed... like randomly with dice or no? You get five cards of resources out in front of you. More if you've got mines and stuff like that. You get personally. Did and then you pick mines? Yes. Okay, and then you compete over those resources by saying, "I want that one. I am sending a guinea pig to grab it." Okay, if two of you have done that. You send your guinea pigs to fight over okay. it in a kind of Arctic scavengers kind of way. Okay, so do you have like a? Is it a deck builder? Do you have a hand of guinea pigs and then you put yeah. them face down? You have yeah. Five guinea pigs and five three pigs, resources yeah. to start. So okay. you, you you can only put as many guinea pigs down as you've sent to go collect that resource. Yeah, and then you pick so them wherever three. you think you can. Three guinea pigs per round. Yeah, you can send up to three guinea pigs around. So all one go for one resource and trounce it or spread them out. Okay. And, and then whoever's got the most, who's got the most powerful guinea pig wins, essentially. Okay. Um, yeah. And, and then, then you build hospitals, prisons, townhouses. Uh, temples. Prisons. Temples. Prisons, yes. Yeah. Prisons if, house the most guinea pigs. Okay. So you get free, the, the free prison guards, or prison guinea pigs. Okay. Prison guineas. That, prison sounds, pigs. that sounds dodgy <laughs> would, as fuck. Would they <laughs> yeah. still just be guinea pigs because they're police officers? That's true, yeah. Mm, guinea pig pigs. So they'd be guinea pigs. Nice. And then for every every opponent's guinea pig you attempt to murder, you have to put them in your prison. You get put a couple of them in prison as well. 
So you nice. get to capture your opponents. And then whoever's got the most guinea pigs at the end of the game wins. Yeah. Fair enough. Simple as enough. Simple as that. Except um, all my guinea pigs were named Mike. Oh, I only managed to save the ones called Mike. Everyone yeah. else I murdered. That's because they're Mike. Oh, Too many puns today already. <laughs> um, so how long did it take to play? Who's it by? And how much would it cost if it's available? It's on Kickstarter, so it's not available yet. But you okay. can follow them on Facebook and Instagram. Um, it's created by a guy called Kieran who's got a really lovely little team of artists and developers but it took about half an hour to play yeah, cool, that's yeah. good I like it I'm getting more into like a quick, quick. little game mm. than let's play New Angeles for seven hours and then lose anyway it's because well, getting old that time we played Dead of Winter for 12 hours <laughs> I cried or when you played what was it Spartacus and I just went to bed yes New Year's <laughs> Eve and I just went to bed I, the most exciting part of that New Year's Eve was when someone set light to the bin outside yeah <laughs> because that was actually doing something yeah we've never we've not had a board gamey only New Year since no because it was a bad idea I don't think it was a bad idea. I think that game was a bad idea. I think it, I genuinely think it contributed directly to the collapse of my last relationship. <laughs> Shit. Jamie, did you see anything that particularly piqued your interest? Um, good question. Yeah, there was, um, there was some really interesting games there. Um, obviously, uh, our friends over at Spider-Man Games with their Elite Dangerous Battle Cards. Yes. Um, I filmed quite a lot of games through the day, but that was one of the ones I most enjoyed filming because I enjoyed watching it whilst whilst recording. Yes, um, definitely. Thought, yeah, so, uh, and as you two got to play it... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is the great thing about being a midget who can't use a camera, is I get to play the games <laughs> and you have to video me. Yeah. yeah. Can you tell us a little bit, Alan, about... Uh... So it's a uh, two-player card game where you are building ships to compete over various three different objectives on the board. Um, plays sort of very similar to other collectible card games in a way, so not dissimilar to Magic the Gathering, that kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, where you recruit monsters yeah. or spaceships. In yeah. this case, you build spaceships, but rather than just sending them all forward in a rush, you've got three different areas. Yes. Mm. I quite like the fact that that did make it slightly different to several other games, was the fact you had the area control aspect mm. of it. Yes. Well, I had quite a few ships that could redeploy from one area to another. Yeah. Um, so I cunningly used that to help me crush... I, oh, spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> Check out the video to see what happens. Yeah. Yeah, we've got a video of it. I still think it's good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I still really enjoyed it. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's the free, because you win the game by having control of uh, two, two out of the three two objectives. Two of the three yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah, there could be just stuff like fighting each other until one person's destroyed yeah. all the other uh, ships, trying to mine the most resources from an area um, to escorting some transports from one side to the other, essentially. I think if you're a fan of the, of the Elite PC game, then you'll definitely definitely find it entertaining um, yeah. yeah yeah the thing I liked most about when we talked to uh, John and Oliver uh, from Spider-Mind Games was that they're releasing the game as a season pack yes um, full of spices salt pepper <laughs> nutmeg <laughs> cinnamon um, they're going to do them as season packs where they have uh, all the cards for that season in one go like a living card game yeah, style so model. much better than CCG so no mm -hmm. random boosters no I paid £1,900 on the internet for a Black Lotus and now I get to win every single time I draw it. Yeah. 
Um, took us about an hour to play, but we were learning and also, you know, I was being hilarious while we played it. So, you know, that, that took up a couple of minutes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I really enjoyed that, though. Um, yes. What's that coming out? It's going to be on Indiegogo in the near future, I believe. Yep. We'll be uh, posting a video to our channel around about the same time as the Indiegogo launches. Yes, yes. we've got the video, we're just waiting. So my big purchase for the Expo mm. um, was the Kickstarter exclusive, apparently, edition <laughs> of Fog of Love. Mm. Fog of Love is a romantic comedy board game where two players take the side of different people in a relationship. Uh, they have different scenarios and they have competing desires, uh, aims, goals, objectives to complete uh, that they're not allowed to share with their uh, romantic partner. Uh, and lots of it's kind of a story based game in a way, I suppose. Yes. Uh, I was particularly drawn to because it's a story game, you don't want to play it necessarily over and over. I was particularly drawn to the Kickstarter edition that they had that had all three of the expansions with it. They'll be coming out separately, but it already had them with it. Uh, which meant, means I probably will never need to actually replay it or yeah. such. Like, I've got loads of stuff. Yeah. Killed Jamie with that comment. Um, <laughs> I'll just play through all of the uh, things. Aaron and wife, you played uh, Fog of Love for a bit. Yes, we did. Uh, at their stall. What did you think of it? It's fine if you didn't like it. I only spent £70, pounds, so I'll only cry a little bit. We did like the game. Yes. We didn't like the environment oh. the game was in. Yeah, yeah. Okay. very rammed. That wasn't was the it? difference yeah. because it they had. Nice. It, it was did. amazing. Yeah. What how they'd done it was amazing. But they had high sides, lots of balloons, candlelit environment. It was very snug, very intimate. Unfortunately, also very cramped, and people kept bumping into us. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They, I felt claustrophobic, <laughs> so we only played one round. They had yeah. enough for eight people to play at once eight, eight games couples. yeah eight yeah. couples to play uh, they could have done with maybe half of that yeah but more space but out. with more space yeah. yeah i tried filming you guys play and it's just too noisy yeah and too yeah, yeah that, that was the thing we had it's a game very much about sort of communicating with each other even though you're not allowed to you can't say i am i am selfish and i need this but you yeah. can be like yeah well, i just want to do that yeah it encourages role play as well which yes I, definitely which, I like, which is always good in a relationship yeah i, I, I quite like the the mechanic of trying to figure out because obviously the goal is for both of you to still be together by the end of the game ideally yeah um which will only happen if both of you kind of reach your goals so you want to get to be like you said as, as selfish as possible as, as artistic as possible yeah um and your, oppo uh, your opponent it's not your opponent that's, that's a very different it's game of love <laughs> <laughs> it's odd because it is a little bit competitive but it is also cooperative yes there's a kind of push and pull there yeah, yeah it was quite odd playing as a married couple actually because there were some questions that came up where you kind of think is he going to answer it as a husband or is he going to answer it as his character yeah, yeah. and one question popped up and it was okay it was it was something like where would you live right you now you're married where are you going to live yeah yeah like yeah. in the town in the country etc cetera, etc cetera. and we both put the, we saw the card and we were like well obviously the answer for both of us is in the country because we bought a house in the country mm. but what would our characters say yeah yes and then we were like oh god and then we ended up both going well our characters would want to live in the country as well. <laughs> cool. That's what I yeah. Yeah. But it was a it was, the dilemma was like real life, fake life. You get real confused. Life, fake yeah. life. No, it was it was the public sex question. It's like, I you know, in his you, tent. You, yeah. <laughs> no, out just out in the field. You know, you are wandering around in the field, the it's a lovely, beautiful day, 
Um, the grass is quite tall, but uh, soft and luscious. You sh one of you suggests maybe, you know, doing something in the bushes. Um, and what do you respond? Says so like, you know, yes, I'll definitely try anything like that. Okay, maybe, but only this once. You know, no, no, I would never do anything like that. Yeah. I think I put down, because my character wanted that kind of impulsive impulsivity. It was like, yeah, what, what's yeah. going to have sex in the thing? Yeah. And you picked... Um, absolutely no way absolutely no way I saw her flip the, the letter over for that cho for the choice of yeah go on let's do it let's do it let's do it and she looked at me it's like I've, I've told you no with that before no. <laughs> <laughs> that's an exciting uh, insight into into your relationship yeah we yeah. we fell out of love on that one didn't we we lost three love points Aww. yeah yeah so you sort of try to gain as much love points as you can during the course yeah, of the game just like a real relationship but it's a bit harsh because yeah. you pick each other's traits yeah so he had me in a wheelchair with a with tattoos yeah um. yeah you pick the other person's physical traits because yeah. that's what attracted you initially yeah but then you pick your own mental traits yes from yeah because you, you get you yeah. get a choice of your own mental traits so yeah, yeah i was yeah. picking the, phys the physical ones but even the physical ones have an effect on how your character is yeah I just thought it'd be a, an interesting game to play because it's not about space marines conquering a planet. It's no, not yeah. about adventurers conquering a dungeon, mm. and it's not But it's not necessarily like a city party game or, or that kind of thing. It's kind of it's very intimate game. It's an interesting theme. Yeah. I think it'll be a really good game if you can play it away. <laughs> Yeah, outside really of that environment. Yeah. I I was getting mm. into it, but I was just it was too noisy. It was too bumpy. Yeah, it was, it was just too. too is the kind of game you want to have a candle lit over the middle of the table and do oh, it, even yeah. if it's with a mutual friend rather than somebody you've actually got feelings for, just because it just fits the atmosphere. Mm. What else did we have a look at that we enjoy? We did find some very filthy party games. We did, yes. So I think we're going to bundle these into one because they were also right next door to each other. They were. So it was kind of like a little corner of smut. Yeah. Yeah, but they, so the, some games that felt very similar to Cards Against Humanity in yeah. the theme and style. Um, yes. Although with some distinct differences that you know might want you wanted to go out and get a copy to complement your other filthy adult party games. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. But uh, we had a look at Get Ahead. So it's like Pictionary but with Cards Against Humanity style yes. clues. The video has me doing some terrible things to Colin. Yeah. Terrible subjective. Yes. <laughs> I don't think he's into that. So. I wasn't paying attention to what you guys were playing because I was too busy talking to Zach's dad. So Zach uh, being the, the creator, creator of the game. Yeah. Um, so actually, I just turned around and you were doing that, Colin, and I was a bit like, "What the hell are you doing <laughs> so, in the middle of the convention?" Yeah. So in the middle of the convention, what was it about half past ten in the morning? Yeah. Um, yep. I was pretending to. Orally stimulate Colin's back passage. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Not. I didn't like strip him naked or anything. Just from the waist down. <laughs> you did. You did push him over though. I did a bit. I bent him over. You got to. Got to get in there. Get the right angle. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, I really enjoyed that actually. Um, yeah. I liked playing things like Pictionary when I was younger, but they're a bit kind of old hat now. Yeah. I think with a few beers. On a maybe on a New Year's, <laughs> yeah. And instead of Spartacus, we could uh, draw ejaculating penises. Yeah, 
Hmm. Um, it was, or a chicken nugget in my case, uh, oh, Australia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Aaron yes. can't draw. No. So if you want to see some terrible drawing, uh, check Definitely out that watch video. The video. Yeah. Um, but it was you don't unlike Picture you do play it simultaneously. So everybody's yes. kind of doing it something every turn. So it's a bit more engaging. Which than is great. Yeah, is. the teams are racing against each other to yeah. uh, to get it. I did, yeah. I did say at the time there's that kind of a roll and move system attached to it for moving around the board. Yes. Yeah. But I don't know really how much that actually affected the gameplay. It could m- pretty much just be a twister style spin the wheel. And it was just a way of randomising yeah. uh, what happens. Yeah, yeah. And that's fine. I don't think anyone would be playing that seriously to win no you want to win as in you want to win each round and do well but if you only rolled ones and they rolled sixes you just oh, okay. yeah. Well, you, like, you get more chances to draw yeah yeah. yeah yeah you get more get more games yeah. so yeah I really enjoyed Go Ahead did you pick it up I, we did, we did yes. yeah, cool so we'll have to have another go at that yeah. so we will try and do a let's play when we can gather enough twits to make it yeah. amusing we did play it as a two-player when we got home. We made it a two-player version. <laughs> okay. Which didn't go down too well. <laughs> but I missed out and I really wanted to try it. Oh. So we made a two-player variant. Yeah. Well, you can join us in our Let's Play. I don't want to be in his team, though, because he's... <laughs> he does. He really does. Yeah, no, that's fair. Um, I can't I can't defend myself for that because I am that bad. I'm terrible. I, I quite like the idea of mixing it up with other games as well, where you could take the mechanics from that, but take some of these other adult party games and yeah. use the cards from those. You could take yes. the random minds cards You could and insert them into the Get Ahead game. Yes. Yep. So that was the second party game. Yeah, so segue there. Nice. <laughs> well done. Smooth transitions. Mmm. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, Random Minds is a bit like a Cards Against Humanity style game where you'll get um, one person will be the judge and they'll get sort of start a card and other players use randomised cards to sort of either finish the question or... Yeah, tell tell a story. Yeah, this one is to tell a story rather Mm -hmm. than just put something down as a a sort of one-line response as Cards Against Humanity uh, does. I've played so much Cards Against Humanity mm-hmm. that, and I've got so many expansions for it, I'm starting to get a little bit, okay, Cards Against Humanity. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. fine with sort of brand new people because you can put down terribly shocking things and you enjoy their reaction. Yeah, yeah. But those sorts of games, their appeal fades quite quickly. You can get desensitised to it a bit. Yeah, yeah. which yeah. is why Part we, of it is the shock value. Yeah, which is why we've never really done anything with Cards Against Humanity because... It's, it's almost old hat to us now. Yeah, it is what it is. Um, some people say it's a horrible, racist, uh, misogynistic, sexist, nasty game. Unless people be right, but it's also a good game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Nice. Yeah, good, good take on social justice. Yeah, <laughs> good to know. Um, yeah, I don't really, I don't really hold with that. But no. because yeah, it, the it, intention's completely different. Yeah, that's yeah. the thing. I mean, it? we've moved yeah. into a kind of meta. Cards against humanity. We're trying to be clever and trying to appeal to the specific person where they'll go, yeah. mm, "Oh, that's interesting." Yeah. See, I struggle with cards against humanity because you only get one card to be funny, mm. and you're yeah. a bit like, if you've not got really anything good in your hand, where at least with random minds you can pick a story, so you can yeah. so you take ha- it off on a random tangent. Yeah. So you have objects and action cards. Yes, you have and people and people. Yeah. Yes. And you've got a sort of reasonable selection of each every turn. Yeah. Um, and then you flip over like a starter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then use as many cards as you like to make your funny tail. Yeah. Which, yeah, that's kind of, well, I mean, that's what appeals to you, isn't it? Yeah, because I don't have to be funny, and we all know I'm not funny with one-liners. 
I've got to go off on a random tangent. Yeah. <laughs> I think that a lot of it as well is that you put the cards down, but you can kind of fill in the gaps and yeah. tell the story and kind of perform the story yeah. a little bit. And that makes it a bit more engaging than just mm. someone else reading out the cards you put. Yeah, yeah. One thing I think I kind of like and also don't like is... I like it because it enhanced the game. I don't like it because it made it less of a game. Is yeah. <laughs> is the fact that when it was being described how to play, it's you can pretty much use as many cards as you want that you've got in your hand. You can put them in any order. You, there's no you, you do what you want really. You don't. <laughs> <laughs> there's no but, challenge if you have to use three cards. Yeah, exactly. Does it's, that not satisfy your uh, your gaming urges? Yeah, that's, that's the thing. It's just it's, it's very open. But then you know that makes. In, potential to create a more interesting story so yeah you can yeah. make a house rule though you could that you have to use one of each color card mm -hmm. yeah, yeah so you could you could you could mix that round by round as well yeah yeah um you could even make your own little deck of different rules and yeah. slap them down ha huh, cool expansion already yeah <laughs> different You're ways of playing each round. Minds. yes uh, please credit us Yes, us. Yay! Because it wasn't necessarily my idea, so I want some of the credit. So yeah, so I enjoyed Random Minds. You picked that up as well. We did, yeah. Um, so anything that we've bought, <laughs> having played it, generally is, is kind of a recommendation of some kind. Yeah. yeah. Maybe not a long-term recommendation. It might no. just mean they're really good at demoing a game or it's got an instant appeal. Yeah. But it is. Uh, it was fun enough for, uh, for us to pick up. I think, like you said, it's the type of game you can probably pull out when you've got some friends over that you don't game with regularly. Mm. Yes. But yeah. you, they're that you know won't just leave your house going what the hell was that so. <laughs> yeah. actually it's quite similar to um, Fun Employed mm -hmm. yeah. where you've yeah. got a kind of a scenario and then you build on it in yeah. the way that you like yeah. again that's quite I think, I think with Fun Employed you need to be slightly more creative in your answers a bit more not, role play a bit more role yeah. play yeah but yeah. Uh, yeah. similar kind of idea yeah uh, so check out episode 100 where we played Fun Employed um, so yeah we also checked out a few tabletop RPGs now they're a little bit tricky you can't really have a demo of an RPG in like 10 minutes no. it's a bit mad uh, but there was one that stood out uh, which was the Sins RPG mm. yep which is a post-apocalyptic game, very similar to the World of Darkness, both in uh, mechanics, using a dice pool, and also in theme, seems quite dark, um, working off of your character's uh, motivations um, and their ability to manipulate the emotions of others, fueling their powers. Uh, it seemed quite interesting. Yeah. And uh, one of our regular gaming group picked it up. So um, you can check. Of course he did. <laughs> yes. <laughs> called that. Yeah. Yeah, he called it and then went, you need to check that out. And it's like, yeah, it's really expensive when you're right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we will play that and maybe do something a bit more in depth on mm. it. But there is a little video of us being talked through. Uh, the game being shown how the system works and a little bit about the uh, about the setting mm -hmm. uh, I think it looks really interesting and it's a beautiful book it is as it's well. very well produced yeah, yeah. the gra sort of graphic design the quality of it the layout looks really really nice it I kind does. of wanted to run off with one of their limited edition ones and lick <laughs> it and keep it the black one yes yeah. the black one with like the silvery imprint on yeah. it that mm. was lovely it was yeah. a wee bit pricey for me though it was, yeah, it's, it was yeah, con exclusive, wasn't it? So yeah, yes, yeah. yeah. So these things are good. I also picked up uh, three source books for Call of Cthulhu: uh, Doors to Darkness, five scenarios for beginning Call of Cthulhu Keepers, mm. 
Um, and the reason I bought that is that my other roleplay group that includes uh, no twits, <laughs> I have other friends, um, has the first thing I ran for them was D&D 5th edition. Then I ran a bit of Call of Cthulhu, and now we're doing a Pathfinder campaign. Mm. Um, but one of the players is really interested in running and becoming a DM. Ooh. Uh, so I'm going to sort of coach them through a little bit, help them out what they're doing. And I bought that for him to take away and to use. Awesome. Um, so you generous I'm, man. I may try to do a review of how good those scenarios are for actual beginning keepers with a beginning keeper. Ooh. That's my plan, is to leverage my gift into content. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a, it's a fairly new book. Uh, hardback, it's quite nice. only costs 20 quid. It's all right. Yeah. Quite a pretty uh, thing. I mean, the new line of Call of Cthulhu stuff is very pretty. It is well-produced, mm. solid, hard-wearing, mm. whereas like my old 6th edition paperback copy that was covered in spit and flies looks like it belongs in a cool Cthulhu story yes. uh, and I love that you phone them in the deep end early on in their roleplay careers and let them face death and madness yeah <laughs> you know, definitely um, see who makes or breaks I didn't kill all of them um, in that the makes a change played, but I did kill most of them and the rest <laughs> weren't promised a long lingering death because the sun went out <laughs> good times uh, the other two books I bought were Alone Against the Dark Defying the Triumph of the Ice and Alone Against the Flames both of these are solo adventures so they work like the old choose your own adventure books oh, um, using the Call of Cthulhu rule system cool. with sort of pre-made characters and, uh, and such like I'm going to ask Chaosium, whether or not they'll allow me to have a, a playthrough on the channel because it is reading out of a book yeah. there might be copyright issues uh, but whether they do or not I will be playing through them and enjoying them I think these are, are really interesting to see how the people that make the game kind of expect it to be played or mm. the kind of tone, the kind of feel mm -hmm. uh, the kind of checks you'll be making I mean, it'll be slightly different because it is a one player game a group game yeah um, but I think it'd be interesting to do that. So if I can't play them for the, the channel, I, I will, again, review them. I quite like the idea, idea of a group playing as one person. For oh, the yeah, we could oh. all... Democracy. Yeah. You know, kind of democracy round. Yes. Yeah. I know Warhammer Fantasy oh. Roleplay released a new edition. Yeah. Which isn't made of cards and cardboard and custom dice, and mm -hmm. it's really a tabletop board game with the veneer of an RPG. It's an actual proper version of the game. Yeah. Games Workshop had a giant area I did mm. which I remember the first time we went and we were like Games Workshop aren't here yeah because they don't believe in adverts and then last year they came but they only bought their really expensive models to show off and that was it yes and now they've kind of expanded they had a whole painting area yeah. they had loads of demo games they had mm. a giant shop bit yeah they've really kind of gone for it in a in a big way mm. um, again we talked a couple years ago about how Games Workshop were shit and didn't know what they were doing. Uh, and it's another sign of them kind of trying to reverse and backpedal on that shitness. Yeah, yeah we're sort of trying to catch no. up. There's still lots of people complaining about them, though. Well, yeah. there always will be. But um, I, I, I think, think at least they're making an effort in some areas. Yeah, they were yeah. trying to bring the kids into model painting and stuff. I thought that was quite good. Yeah, the model painting bit was good. I mean, yeah. it's like, it reminded me of the old days of the store when you used to go mm. in and actually had people in there painting. <laughs> yeah. yeah, as opposed to it being closed for lunch. Yeah. Just one very tired looking man behind the counter going, 
This is everything I do now. They don't let me leave, apart from for lunch. <laughs> um, um, well, on the topic yeah. of RPGs, we did have a quick chat with Grant Howitt about his new game, Spire. Yes, we did. That looked really interesting. It does. And I, I believe that's you're, you're playing, like, a, is it a, a band of Dark Elf freedom yeah. fighters? Yeah, so the, the setting is... The Spire, which is a, a big kind of steampunk version of a cyberpunk city. Mm. So what you'd expect from uh, cyberpunk uh, being most like corporations, Dystopia. control, layered city, people living above each other, you know, projecting up a mile into the air, yeah. um, that kind of thing. But with a colonial narrative of the high elves have come in and taken over the city from the dark elves and you play dark elf resistance fighters Ooh. so there's a comment commentary on colonial conquest um, and the casting of certain races or groups of people as being bad mm. described it as urban fantasy punk like yes that. it sounds really interesting mm. uh, it was quite pricey though so yeah. i didn't pick i think a copy up yeah i mean um, it kickstarted last year didn't it so they're going to be at kickstarter prices for a while yeah yeah but it's one I'm, i'd definitely look out for yeah um, and we had a little chat with him that you yeah. can find on the youtube channel mm. Uh, it's a very nice, very enthusiastic, uh, slightly bearded man. <laughs> we did find a game called Minerals I quite enjoyed. Yeah? That is is about minerals. <laughs> yeah. It looked, it, looked, it looked like you two were having a lot of fun. It wasn't fun to film. No, no, no. It's, it's, yeah, no, it's not I think it's, really, it's probably a really good sit across the table from each other, thinking intently and playing a game like, you know, yeah. like, like a yeah. modern drafts or chess type game. Yes. But, yeah. um We've talked about certain games where we sit opposite each other and you don't talk. You just stare at the board yeah. and you think very deeply about what you're doing. Patchwork is a bit like that as yeah. another two-player game. Ket is like that. Yeah. yeah. I thought, is that the one that That's you the use knock out, not to knock out horses? No, it's the, okay. it's the laser chess. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so it seemed like it had that kind of vibe, but it does yes. play more than just two people? But yeah, you can play it to five players. So. Okay, cool. Um, and each turn is fairly quick so I can't imagine yeah. anybody being completely kicked out of it for ages and it's very yeah. pretty that's what another one that's coming to Kickstarter isn't it or it coming is, out yeah. soon we played the prototype which is yeah. what it wasn't fully together the tiles were together and they were lovely they were mineral yeah. things but the little sucker pieces I thought it was oh, a meat I love idea. the yeah. sucker pieces yeah. they... do you want to describe how that worked for people listening because obviously you know all I wanted to do was just start sucking things up with pieces. <laughs> That's like, exactly the, what you do. They're like the, the dark guns, the, the little sucker bits you get on the end of the, the darts. Yes. yes. But with, really small. Yeah. With like a little a drawing pin with a sucker. Yeah. yeah. Um, that were painted bright colours. And which allowed you to take the pieces, like, because they're all like hexagonal tiles. They're acrylic, aren't they? So it sticks to them. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's, well, I've played games with that kind of hexagonal tile based system. You need to get someone out the middle or knock it, and it can just destroy what you've set up mm -hmm. and that sucker just very nicely lets you pick it straight out of the middle of the thing without interrupting anything else keep it all for yourself or tiny mineral yeah and then you spend the minerals to move your piece well, around no, no it's a bit like um like takanoko where you have to you've like set collection yeah, where you yeah. you collect certain colours in a certain pattern, and then that would get you a card with so many points on it. Yeah. It's that one that everyone likes, where you collect gems that we didn't like when we played it. Uh, Splendor. Yeah, 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 it looked a bit like that, but, but better. But better. No, yeah, yeah. it was more of a it's a strategy game in that you take your mineral piece, and whatever colour piece you take, you have to move in a straight line for that many pieces. Yeah. Okay. So white, you have to move one. Pink, you have to move three. Black, you have to move four. 
So you're trying to plan ahead. Yeah, yeah. So you, but you can only yeah. go in a straight line unless you get a cheat card. You trade a pink tile in to get a cheat card that changes direction. Okay. You can get trapped quite once. easily, can't you? Yes. Yeah, somebody you can... knocks off my half of the hive and left me yeah. abandoned. So as soon as this part of the board is split away, um, so you've got a gap in the middle of the table between yeah. it. If there's no players on that, all those pieces disappear. Yeah. You get to keep one of them and all the rest of them go. Theoretically, you can do that with a player on there and just stick them on their own little tiny island, which then causes them to have a bad turn the next turn. So they, 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 eat, they eat their little bit of island and then, yeah. And then they can't off. go anywhere. Yeah. And you yeah. get stuck. And then you can't get the pink piece. Yeah. <laughs> that you need that we're both competing over to get the best score at the end of the game. Yeah. So, so do they get do they die if that happens or no, do they get you, uh, Euro game yeah, drawn Euro back game. in? Okay. Okay. You respawn basically yeah. on a white okay. tile on the edge. Yeah. Yeah. So you just you just lose a chance to get points at that point. Yeah. It looked interesting, but it seemed to go on for quite a while. You're playing for forty five minutes. I think yeah, that was yeah. me though. I think because it, it advertises twenty to thirty minutes a game, but I think for the first game. It took a bit longer. Yeah, but I'd say, but I'd say half an hour is probably a good. Yeah, I think so. One time when we started getting into it, each turn was going a lot quicker. As so we were like, right, I can yeah. do that, and the next turn I can do this. Easy to pick up. Very Not with a sucker. As in <laughs> it was very easy. Mentally. But both ways, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was very easy to pick up. Yeah. yeah. This tile does this. There you go. You get that. You get that points. Each that colours do yeah. special things as well. Done. Cool. Um, another game that isn't out yet that I quite like the look of. Uh, was whitewashing, mm. uh, yeah, which was a multiplayer card game where you were attempting to launder money. And I love the fact that they'd made the pack look like uh, an old-fashioned cardboard box uh, washing detergent with a yeah. little sloped front. So I love a pun, and it was a physical pun, a pun you could hold yep. in your hands. Yeah. Um, just don't get on very often. No, no, um, it's well thought out, clever. Yeah. It looks fun to play. Yeah. yeah. Um, We've talked before about our love of bluffing games and games that force you to, to interact and size up other players. And that very much had that feel. You you have a, a handful of, of money cards or and action cards as well. You present one face down to one of your opponents, tell them roughly what kind of card it is whether it's money whether it's an action what kind of color it is if it's a colored card that kind of thing yeah um and then they have to decide whether they're going to keep it or whether they're going to give it back to the other person because you're all trying to launder your money through all these different businesses um so you might give someone a card that's really valuable in the hope that they'll reject it you might give someone a really crappy card in the hope that they'll accept it. So there's, but it might come back to you. Yeah. So there's, I liked it because every time I, it was my turn, I had a, an important decision to make. Yeah. And also in other people's turns, they were giving me decisions. Yeah. So there was always decisions to be made, um, and there's a surprising amount of strategy as well. You could look at other people's piles of cards mm-hmm. and go, oh, if I give them. I might have a card that means the next one of that colour I put down uh, gets nullified. Uh, so I'm going to offer Aaron like a minus five, which is the worst card. Because if he takes it, he's at minus five. If it comes back to me, it gets nullified, so it doesn't count. Yeah. So you've got like the, the combinations of different abilities and cards that I uh, that I liked. It was quite a long game, but I'd just take some of the cards out or play with more people and speed up a bit. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I just broke it in my head the game slightly. Yeah, because uh, if there's three people playing on that example we played, yes, and it yeah. could work out where if two people got into a bit of a battle with each other, the yeah. other person would never be really given a card. No, because they they give give cards out as part of their action, yeah, which yeah. can be refused. But you know, for the most part, yeah. the other two players could kind of dominate the game and free somebody out. 
But you'd, you'd at least score zero. <laughs> it's a and yeah. you wouldn't lose. Someone, someone had a minus score in yeah. our game. Yeah. Yeah. Was yeah. Yeah. it you? Um, but no, 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 I had a positive score. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was quite interesting. Um, I did think it went on slightly too long. It might just be because it was the first time played, but there yeah, was a big yeah. stack of cards and it plays until you went out of cards. And I felt it could probably have done with maybe 10 or 15 cards taken out yeah. to make it just a few, a few minutes shorter. Yeah. Yeah, I think but Complaining about the amount of game you get in a box. No, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I mean, if you think about a game of poker, some of those last rounds with people, oh. they could be sitting there staring at the cards mm-hmm. and staring at the other person for about 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. Because of that dis- decision. We, we had to ban one of my friends from playing poker with us because he'd be next and he'd spend five minutes deciding whether he wanted to put like his 10p in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> be like, Pete, just fucking play. Just, just decide. Yeah. It's very important. Um, so he's dead now. Yeah. Fair enough. And not collecting 10ps anymore, clearly. No, I pushed them up him. <laughs> punishment. And there was a game at Expo that was based on a periodic table. Yes, oh, I really enjoyed this. Yes. By my new friend Graham, <laughs> Dr. Fraser Bell, um, who is my new bestie. I love him to pieces. Is he Dr. Graham Fraser Bell? Dr. Graham Fraser Bell. Does it accentuate games? Accentuate yes. games. He's almost Alexander Graham Bell. I know. He's kind of like a, he's like a mixed up version of it. I know. Just like the game. <laughs> I know. I you I know. I was very sad when I got home to realise that I only had 96 of the 112 tiles. Really? Yeah. Well, you you only get have. 96 of the 100 tiles. I thought you got a, oh, right. a, every periodic table, but it turns out some of them are completely, you cannot use in a word game. Okay. So they didn't include them to make like it easier. Like Zavonium. Yeah. But then I was, I was popping all the letters out, as you do, and I was very sad. And I put them all on the board and I was like, oh. I suppose it makes gaps and yeah. It does. Yeah. It but then, gaps. like I said, it would make some impossible yeah, options. Yeah. But yeah. maybe not if you were playing in other languages. Yeah, yeah that's true. So the, the game is called Frenetic. It's based on the periodic table. It's basically like Scrabble. So you make words, but you make them out of periodic elements. Yeah. And then you score the points based on the score of the periodic elements. But you've only got 45 seconds per round and it's the first one to a thousand points wins. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently... Aaron sucks at this game. Yeah. Because there's, well, there's also <laughs> a little extra rule that we didn't have play during the demo test. Okay. Um, obvi- uh, potentially because it would have been made it too hard for people. Okay. Yeah. When you're playing in a competitive setting, when you're at home, it's perfectly fine. You you swap to whoever goes first each turn. Okay. Um, and the first player to say a word gets it. If you put it down, you don't get it. You cross it through. Yeah. So you can't get duplicate words. And in words. future rounds, you, you can't use, you can't use words. previous yeah. words. You can't just copy what someone else no. has already done. It has to be new yeah. words every round. Yeah. So when you say you make words out of the periodic table, what you mean is if you have sulfur, oxygen and nitrogen, you could have sun, S-O-N. Yeah. Yeah. Um, or you could have soon because you could use oxygen twice. Yes. Yeah, so you um, pull out eight tiles. Sun's. Is yeah. it eight tiles to start eight tiles with? to start with. And then um, it's four per round. Yeah. And the periodic number of that element is the number of points it's worth. Yes. And some of them are so kind of rare and hard to use in words that they're worth, they double, double the points. entire word, yes. like LV, yeah. which is uh, Luvonuminum. Yes. Luvonuminum. Luvonuminum. Yeah. This is why Which it's is an word. educational game because Brian and I are learning the, learning the periodic. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they didn't want to market it as an educational game, which is fine, but it does have 
an educational kind of feel to it. But yeah. it's not a yeah. game that is solely for education. I would happily no. play this game. Yeah. Uh, I'm looking forward to playing it again because I know people in our group have bought a copy. We now have no, two you. copies. Yes. <laughs> so we could, in theory, I don't know. Run two games at the same time. Yes. We have a tournament. We have a special Critical Twits frenetic tournament. Uh, it's a really cool idea. Yeah. Um, it kind of reminds, it's a bit like catchphrase, isn't it? Yeah. Not catchphrase. No. no. A bit like countdown. 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 Oh, yes. Yeah, That's yeah. the word I meant to say. It is a bit like countdown, yeah. 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 But yeah. It's, it's the free, uh, say 3D, but it's, it's the placement of some of the elements on a completely different side of the table to the other. Yeah, because you place them on a map that has the periodic table on it. Yeah. Yes. So you're looking in different directions. So it's not just to follow a line across mm-hmm. and then see yeah. if you can just rearrange it. You're having to look up and down. Potentially yeah. from one side of the ball to the other. Whereas we found we only make words from our relevant Sides. symbols on our relevant yeah. sides. Because yeah. you, that's your instinct. Because yeah. that's how you're you taught to read. Got so. 45 yeah. seconds. You just go yeah. for your. So bit. you kind of have to unlearn it's yourself. Very groups. time pressured. And then it each is. round yeah. you add a couple extra tiles on. Four to, tiles. Yeah. Four tiles per round. How many do you start with? Eight. 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 So eight. So you keep going until you've got a thousand points. So you could yes. have five rounds. You could have two. It you could have one if you're somebody rounds. who's amazing. Oh, that lady was amazing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I showed her how to play it and she tripled my score and then kicked me off the leaderboard. <laughs> <laughs> you were winning for an entire day until that point. A day and a half I was winning. <laughs> yeah. Admittedly, I was one of the only people to play at the press release, so... Yeah, I was always going to win that. <laughs> so that moves me uh, swiftly on to how the expo itself was run and how it felt, um, because it's something that's expanded each year, and they're able to run that press event in that way because they had two halls, not one this year. Mm. Rumours uh, are there's going to be three next year. Yeah, where did these rumours come from? Uh, very one of the volunteers, Fleetwood Mac, nineteen seventy-seven. <laughs> it was our undercover opera. <laughs> That's a really we had an good inside source. Joke. You had an inside source. Inside source that we met in the jacuzzi. <laughs> I see. So no sex in public, but you're you're inside the source in the jacuzzi. <laughs> in the jacuzzi. Fair well, enough. Well, so for some stats, um, the floor space this year was th- about thirty percent bigger than previous years. Yeah. Um, and there were uh, around twenty one thousand seven hundred tickets sold for the event Jesus it felt like that on the Saturday yeah definitely Um, yeah I was only myself and Jamie were only there for the Friday uh, along with Colin you were there for Friday uh, Thursday Friday Saturday so you did Mm -hmm. the preview Um, and then our assorted friends and hangers on you know those kind of people uh, were there for (laughs) the whole weekend yeah something you'll know from the podcast yeah yeah. one of the things I quite like they did this year is that they had the tournaments in, I don't know what it's like from a tournament setting. They may have a different story. If you have, please tell us. Yeah. But it was nice from a pundit's kind of point of view to have the tournament set up in the same hall as some of the, well, the smaller of the two halls. So they had a quieter area. But yeah. So they weren't sort of ostracised off in the corner yeah, like they felt yeah, like they, they were, were last year. Miles a bit. away last time. Um, it meant they could nip out if they finished the game early. They could go and have a look around yeah. easier rather than having a five minute walk back to the place and yeah. then being checked on the way in and out and that kind of thing. There was a whole bunch of Vikings walking around. Yeah, I don't like that. Chanting and oh, singing wanted... Happy Birthday to Developers, which was amazing. I get confused by by cosplay and by the like reenactors and the historical people that go. And they have fun and they're not in my way. So it's fine, but, enjoy yourself. But uh, my brain just goes, that's not a game. That's what, not a game. Why are there that's Vikings not a game. outside on the field? Yeah. Why were like, there Vikings outside on the field? Post-apocalyptic tent city. <laughs> it, was, it was like... We dragons. Yeah. 
I, I think we should make a challenge for Brian that you know one of these expos in the future he has to go and cosplay just to experience yeah. it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, what year. would you like me to cosplay as? Put your suggestions Ooh. in the comments. Um, Can we have a group outfit? Can we have a theme? Can we be the Powerpuff Girls and Jamie could be the dad? <laughs> Can I be Blossom? Which one's Blossom? The red one. Yeah, I'm the green one. But, okay. So I get to be Bubbles. Yes, you yeah. get to be Bubbles, the blue one. Yeah, I can live with that. Yeah. I can go with pigtails, it's fine. Okay, so we've decided our own cosplay. We won't make it a competition. No, no, we'll make it a competition. We still want suggestions yeah. of things that are better than that and just to see. Yeah. Or we can, we can be Powerpuff Girls on the Friday. We can my be... Little Ponies <gasps> on the Saturday. <laughs> No, we can't do Can My I Little Ponies. Tales of Equestria is still scared of Brian. <laughs> <laughs> I scared them last year and they ran away when I saw them this year. Yeah. Um, but I would love to be Twilight Sparkle. Because oh. she's goth as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cool. <laughs> Killed that conversation. Um, yeah, I'll, get, I'll try anything once, uh, which is why I can't walk properly anymore. <laughs> anything to add? What have you missed, Jamie? You've got a, you've got a memory. I've also got, got a list of is things. It, is it Ram or Rob? <laughs> Rumble Slam, which is kind of as Blood Bowl is to American football, Rumble yep. Slam is to um, American Wrestling. American wrestling. Yep. So you have some fancy races in a wrestling ring, uh, fighting and trying to throw each other out. I liked like how, a Royal Rumble kind of thing. I liked how yeah. creative you got with it. Like You instantly went to... you know, The mechanics of the game support it but it, it to my mind it was literally oh they're just going to move next to each other and something will happen they'll, they'll hit each other and then one you know, but, yeah but you, you instantly went to oh i want my guy to climb up on the ropes over here and then jump over you know and just really getting yeah, into the, yeah. the spirit of the squash the goblin yeah um with a with an ogre um and then i leg locked an orc and threw him out yeah and then i jumped up and down on a troll until it died it was I, fun. I was surprised by just how much the content they've got out there. Mm. There like was so much stuff. So many minis. I've never heard of it before. No. I've never seen it before. No. And they had like racks upon racks of stuff. Yeah. Um, and there was variety. It wasn't like they just had three boxes over and over again. Yeah, yeah. Because it's new. Um, but yeah, I enjoyed that. Yeah. It had some snazzy dice. Yeah. Well, one thing you asked the developers, the people promoting it, was the um, whether or not it comes with the wrestling ring. Yeah. And they were they kind of downplayed it and said, well, you know, it comes with like a, a play mat, like in different environments, like like woods or grassland yeah. or things like that. But I had a quick look on their website, and actually, that that wooden um, wrestling rings is fifteen quid. I don't think that was too bad. No, no, no that's right, right, actually. Like that. It's quite yeah. a big, solid thing. Actually. It was yeah. fairly sturdy because um, I was pegging more models off, off yeah. of it into the, on the ropes. So yeah, yeah, I I want it to look. I think it's a thing. It's why I didn't go for Necromunda when it came out. Mm. Because if I'm playing a miniatures thing, I like to have the scenery. Oh, the Necromunda thing that was there, the, the, the hive. That was beautiful. Yeah. Pity you can't buy it in a box games workshop. Oh. You're not as good as you think you are. <laughs> I think the thing with Games Workshop, I meant to say this earlier, is they're, they're like your first love that broke your heart. <laughs> and even like 20 years on, you can't just... You, even if like that they pop up on a Facebook post talking to a mutual friend, you kind of die inside and have to eat a pint of Ben and Jerry's ice cream. <laughs> I have to admit, I was talking with uh, some people I work with about about the stuff we do, and yeah. um, they still play a bit of Gaze Workshop. Um, one of them has mentioned Chase Buyer, which might be actually worth looking at from yeah, what yeah. describing. But it was like, you guys really don't like Games Workshop stuff, do you? And I was like... No, they've hurt us. <laughs> <laughs> um, when you say Rumble Slam, I think Random Fan, because that's where you met your 
We met a random fan. Your yes. critical yes. twist fan oh. who we don't know the mystery of. No, please, please let please. us know who you are. You were um, wonderfully patient. Feel free to interrupt us yeah. when we're doing anything. You didn't realise they were waiting. Well, we, no, no, we, no, none of us did until we watched the video back afterwards. Yeah. yeah. yeah, it was, um, yeah. So, so very nice to, to be recognised in a positive way for once. <laughs> <laughs> um, getting out of Peterborough for it. <laughs> no one knows what I'm really like. Um, so yeah, please identify yourself uh, to us somewhere and we will send you a thing. Mm. Yes. Mm. Secret thing. Yes. This I thing. know I know a secret thing we can send. Brilliant. Ooh, okay. Cool. Um, I have a secret twit thing. Yeah. But it was nice that people kind of know who we are. Uh, yeah. And yeah. such like. Which is good. Top of the games that we haven't talked about yet uh, was all of the Big Potato games. Oh, I loved Big Potato games. Big Potato! Had so much fun with Big Potato games. Yes. Uh, we played Clask. Not a Big Potato game. <laughs> Produced by them, but yeah, they but do off, yes. sell it. <laughs> yeah, so they sell it. They're importing it in from Europe. Clask, Clask apparently is quite big in like Scandinavia and... Yeah, proper yeah. tournaments. With, like, yeah. 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 Um, but I, I wanted a, a game of Clask, a, a board... Of a classic board a classic board yeah um, and they're quite expensive to import so I'm really glad someone in the UK is bringing them in yeah mm. it's kind of a bit like table football yeah uh, but with magnets uh, and you have like a pawn on the top use a magnet underneath to move it around and you try to get the ball in the opponent's goal without falling into your own one <laughs> or getting other magnet things stuck to you which Makes you put you in trouble. Yeah, yeah, I mean, if you if you were a girl like grew up in the eighties, you may remember Precious Places. It's kind of like Precious Places crossed with Sabutio. That's obscure. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to talk about girls' Precious Places. <laughs> um, not that kind of podcast. Uh, try my dad wrote a porno. If you're into that kind of thing, <laughs> gonna have to totally look up Precious Places. Yeah, there. definitely. Um, I really enjoyed it. I kind of just wanted to play that. All day. Yeah, yeah. It was um, really fun. It scratches um, the same itch that Crokinole does. Yes, I was just about to say that. Yeah. But in a much smaller board. Yeah. Clickbait. Uh, we played with Big Potato Games, which is a Reiner Kinesia Dr. Game. Reiner Kinesia. <laughs> no, we're, not, we're not a formal. Good old Reiner. <laughs> uh, clickbait is a game where you roll some dice. Yep. Get some letters. Get some letters from rolling the dice. Then you have to make a tagline for a product that is drawn from a deck. Yeah. Uh, using those uh, those things, um, all right. Yeah, it was sort of quick fun thing. I yeah. think it's a nice, nice palate cleanser type game if you just want to muck about quickly. I yeah. have to say, Becky and I had an amazing time playing this game because we were trying to find the most obscure things for you guys to make ad campaigns for. Yeah, yeah. So we actually had a lot of fun trying to torture you with it. <laughs> so I'm not sure if it's more fun to play the game or, or... to be the game's master. <laughs> yeah, well, if you take in turns judging. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, as you go round, you can pick something funny. Yeah. That's fine. So that was the thing that made me go, "Who are these people? I like them." They have an old-fashioned—is it a camper van or? A... It's almost like no, an old-fashioned ice cream van, to be honest. Sort of. Isn't it just like a transit van that's been the, painted the yellow? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> lots yeah, of yeah, the one they had there was like a It's got a little kind of almost like eighties-looking yeah. one, like yeah. a smaller one. Yeah. Bright yellow, covered in it's logos and potatoes, yeah. and they gave me a fuzzy potato, yeah. which is not a sex thing. So they, they've actually got plans. Is his to name Tater. His name's Tater. As in, uh, as, as the in mascot. Potato. Yeah. I've renamed mine. Mine isn't called Tater. <gasps> no, it's called Tater. No. 
There are more than one of them. Yeah, there's like there are hundreds. They had a sack for the taters. You you need to look the give up of them vacuum packing them. It's the most tragic thing. (laughs) (laughs) They're all squeezed up against the windscreen of the uh, of the van. Um, I just like a video of them driving that thing into the (coughs) expo. Yeah, yeah. that'd be really funny. That'd be really the cool. the video on their Instagram of them releasing the potatoes from the windscreen was amazing. It was nice. a potato cascade waterfall <laughs> of the, all of them just coming off the windscreen. Yeah. But the thing I love about Big Potato Games is that I didn't know I loved Big Potato Games. Yeah. yeah. Until we were at the Den Board Game Cafe and they pointed out that I'd consistently picked up Big Potato Games throughout the day. Yeah. Yeah. I was surprised looking through what they had on their at their van. Yeah. Um, how many of their games I had played? Yeah, it sounds yeah. really Same, dodgy that yeah. they were selling games out the side of their van. Yeah, They've and inviting got... people into their and, van and taters <laughs> and taters. Yeah, yeah. They seem to have like it's very consistent marketing, but each game is very distinctly different, so you don't feel yeah. like you. They're all fun games. There's yeah. nothing like sort of really heavy. Most mostly party games. Yeah, party games or, or quick to pick up yeah. kind yeah. of games. Such as weird things humans search for. Oh, I yeah. like this one. Now I'm I'm actually quite um, envious of the fact that Wired, you know, the actual blog website conglomerate that yeah. came up with the idea of doing interviews with people, especially celebrities and so on. Yeah. That are using Google search terms. Yes. As the questions, so they get the the interviewee to fill in the blank. Yeah. So, so when you type in, um, what does John Boyega? something blank. blank and then they have to guess what what the most searched terms are yes yeah. and so in the game you have 10 is it yeah top yeah. 10 uh, so, yeah i was gonna say yeah. so, so weird things human search for follows a very similar Pattern. idea yeah so i would have um the critical twits blank you would have a minute or 30 seconds whatever it is to write down what you think it is and then you go right i think that one's the top one that that one will be and these other two will be on there yeah um, and you go through, you get more points the higher up it is. It's four it's points if you get uh, your first one. choice. And yeah. then one point one for point. all the others. For yeah. all the others. Um, yeah, you just compete in that way, trying to do it. But they seem like quite fun search terms. Yes. So yes. my bum, something. Yeah. My bum is? My bum is, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There was one that is, um, it was my child is. Yeah. And one of the top ten search terms was on fire. <laughs> <laughs> But then, uh, isn't that my, my sexes? No, but my bum as well. That was the, one of theirs. Was my yeah, bum is on, on fire. fire. So yeah, my favourite one was my colleagues are. Yeah. <laughs> 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 did we play that one? You we did, did play yeah. that one. So there is a video of us playing all three of the Big Potato games, um, and you'll get to see the lovely staff from Big Potato demonstrating them, showing us how yeah. to play. Uh, and again, a bit of competition between myself and Aaron. Plays yes. bets now. The Big Potato games, I'd secretly been a fan of them for quite a while and just yeah. didn't realise, because the games are all quite colourful, yeah. they're yeah. quite quirky looking, very kind of... They kind of stand out on the shelf. Yes. But they don't stand... They're not all exactly the same. They stand out in their own way. So, yeah, I didn't realise I've been playing quite as much of their things as I have. No, so if you've played Rainbow Rage or Obama Llama or Mr Lister's Shootout, all big potato games. Yeah. Yeah. Who knew? Yeah. They did. Yes. (laughs) Very clever. Oh, Villagers looks really interesting, yeah. That was a good game. It was a bit like... um, What's the Japanese game? You know the one where you build the Machikura. radio tower? Yeah, the Machikura oh, game. Mm-hmm. And you kind of, it's a card building game, but you can't 
you build your village yet, but you can't have a carpenter unless you've got a lumberjack. Mm -hmm. And you can't have someone to keep chickens unless you've got a carpenter because mm -hmm. they need to build the chicken coops. So you have to build your village up and you have to feed them and keep your civilization going. Yeah. And the, the artwork on those cards were absolutely beautiful. So, yeah, sort of very crisp and clean. Like, yeah. Wonderfully simple, like simple but with a lot of detail in. Mm. Uh, so what was that game called again? Uh, Villagers. Okay, oh, I think I've seen that. It's popped up on, yeah. on Facebook loads at the moment. They're doing really, really well on Kickstarter. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm actually considering backing them. And they're like fairly local to us, actually, because they're based mm. in Lincoln. Oh, cool. Um, Did they sell out their Kickstarter in three hours? They, they, they fulfilled it in three hours, yeah. Yeah. Um, and I can see why. It looks like it's a very well thought out system. Like yes. the, the actual chains are very clean, very yeah. crisp, but very so easy. To adverts up. on Facebook for it. Yeah, mm. but I couldn't get anywhere near it. No, because it was so packed. It was so packed. We, so packed. We only got to go near it at the press release. We went past it four times after that and didn't get to yeah, it. Yeah. yeah, But we did get to play Dice Summoners. Dice Summoners. Oh yeah. By decking that, yes. awesome games, and that was a really fun game. Yeah. Even though my dice rolling sucks, and two of the people stepped in to help me play it, and I still sucked. <laughs> Aaron, to the point where they looked over and went, I don't understand how you make sure <laughs> the same set of figures every Is this one of those time? things where they, the people that made the game is like, I ha have no idea how this is happening to you. Yes. Yeah. So one of the guys that runs it, um, obviously... Like, have sex outside. <laughs> he obviously realised how much I sucked. So he sat down and started helping me. He was handing out leaflets oh. and explaining the game. Aaron was winning so much that he thought I was playing the game wrong. Okay. So he sat down and started to help me. And then the next thing I knew, I had another awesome woman from Ducky and Awesome Games sat next to me who was literally watching my dice rolls and moving my counters and trying to defend my creatures because Aaron was just obliterating me. So, And it was the same dice roll, roll after roll. And she was like, I cannot believe this. And the other guy was like, yeah, I thought that 10 rounds ago. So is this a <laughs> custom dice game? It is, yes. It plays not dissimilar to Dice Masters, but okay. better. Um, so you basically it's good but it's not hard sorry yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's not collectible um, not, yeah. most importantly that's the that's the thing that, that yeah. gets me you're also both playing with the same set of uh, okay. choices yeah so you start with your basic three monsters they give you the three blue dice which are your basic dice yeah you roll those get symbols on you can either use those to defend yourself attack other people Get new creatures, get new spells. Are uh, the creatures and spells all dice? Yes. So you just almost like a kind of deck building experience, yeah. but with dice. So you're building better dice pools. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but it was it was nice and easy to pick up. Yeah. Because it's just matching symbols to cards. Seems like there's a lot of strategy involved and yeah. the box although we play sort of a smaller demo version of it. Yeah. Um, but the box it comes with has got a multitude of different selects. That sounds alright. Yeah. It was good fun. I have never played anything like that before, um, and it did take two of them to help me, and I did lose really, really badly. But, but it was good fun, and they fed me Haribo. So. Yeah, but you, it was only yeah, because you had. Awesome <laughs> it was only because you had such bad. Haribo Star Mix, and yeah. they had 50 bags of it, and people didn't want them, so I ate many. <laughs> and Aaron won, so I took his Haribo. That's, that's fair enough. Yeah. That's what the lady from Dick and Awesome Games He didn't said. need the sugar, he had the rush of winning to yes. sustain him. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that sounded good. Yeah, that was good fun. Um, and then the last one, then. Yeah. That we played that we randomly bumped into um, a gentleman named Jamie Frew. I'm sorry if I pronounced your name wrong. Um, I think it's said like that. Um, just known as Jamie because I introduced stuff, but a different Jamie, obviously. Um, who showed us the old Hellfire Club. 
which is is still in a kind of beta state, shall we say, at the moment. Okay, so I like the sound of it. Yes. It's a storytelling game with okay, a push-your-luck cool. mechanic. Go on. Colour me intrigued. So you have a uh, deck of cards. Based in Victorian London. Yes. Nice, yeah. So you are, you are members... Oh, yeah, I should reset, sort of set, set, set the scene, yeah. really. Set the you scene. are all members of the old Hellfire Club, nice. and you've had a heavy night of drinking, and you're out in the street, You've got no pennies left for another drink. Okay. You're really, really craving another drink. So what yeah. you decide to do is regale as a group, um, the, the, the Hellfire Club, with a tale of of something amazing that has happened uh, happened to you all. And the person who tells it the best wins the most pennies for more beer. Uh, just, just to uh, just to interrupt there. So um, just looking up the Hellfire Club, which mm-hmm. apparently yeah, is yeah. almost a real thing. Yes. But, yes. Um, yeah. Such I love this is from Wikipedia. Such clubs were rumoured to be the meeting places of. Persons of quality who wish to take part in socially perceived immoral acts. Yes. Yeah. Which right. is exactly the kind of stories you should be crafting. Awesome. Yes. Like yes. podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like Victorian podcasting on the street outside yes. a pub for pennies. Yes. Um, yeah, so you have a deck of cards. Rather than a, just a normal deck, you've, it's made up of about t- five to ten different suits. I think we played about eight different suits. Yeah, you've got like objects and people. Cool, tea time. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that kind of thing. Um, and they're numbered from 1 to 10. Yeah. Um, 10 being the best of the cards. Yeah. Which will win you that particular um, patron of that particular suit. Okay. If, if you get to play it. Um, so you put the card down, you tell your little story. You have to put a minimum of two of them down. Okay. And if, you have to tell a story that links the two? Yes. Yeah. And that yeah. links with the story the other person's been telling. You're carrying on the story. So you're passing the same story round. Or you yes. can challenge their story. So you could oh. say, I was at Buckingham Palace for 10 points, but somebody else could say, oh, well, actually, no, you weren't. You were at the poorhouse or the workhouse mm-hmm. for two points, and then you automatically lose yeah. that 10. You okay. lose that card. So, if you play a card, if an opponent plays a card that is lower than the card you've just played, yeah, of that suit, you lose everything. I want to try that, that sounds good. So, there's that, that push, yeah. maca- there's that yeah. push yes. your luck, have all the low ones gone, yeah, try yeah. and get out the, yeah, yeah, cool. Sounds um, good. yeah, it was nice, simple. This, the tale we weaved involved the butler oh. being murdered by, um. No, one was... one of the uh, the HMS uh, Waterloo or something, you know. Um... The dice we rolled was what the butler saw. Oh, what the butler saw, yeah. The... So we we came up with a story. Jamie came up with a story that the butler had seen him kill his nun. Okay. Um, and then Aaron stepped in and was like, "No, he didn't. He killed Emily Bronte or something like that." And then I. Oh know Emily in... Bronte was having a role on the hay with the the servant yeah, board for a new book. It. And then I stepped in and I was like, actually, we were at Buckingham Palace. I was a princess. The butler was having lunch with the valet, because obviously servants have lunch together. And then I shot the valet with my pistol because I was feeling whimsical, which is a picture of a kitten playing with a ball of yarn. And that was my motive, that I was whimsical. So I just shot the valet on my lunch out in the garden because I could. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And then... It turned out that the the garden no somebody else tried to dispose of the body and then they couldn't so then my gardener stepped in and my gardener buried the body yeah because Jamie tried to put it through the mangle uh, yeah all I remember is that at some point Jamie got out a, a large battleship 
uh, to, <laughs> yeah. to assassinate somebody because he couldn't find anything closer. Because yeah. he was trying to run away because you made him a vagrant. Yes. Yeah. You yeah. tried so to get him done for the crime of vagrant. It's a ridiculously silly story, but yeah. there's we were playing with, a, again, a limited sex as a demo thing. There's a lot more of cards. them, cards mm-hmm. available to them. It also feels like the stories are going to be completely different each time, depending on how people are competing with each other. Um, he's very carefully thought out the inclusivity angle of it, which I was one of the first few that I've heard even discuss it as a concept. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, he said he's made sure there is between 20 and 30% of um, um, people, uh, characters that are people of colour, famous people from here, from, oh, from cool. the period. Okay. Um, I think another 20% that are were famous LGBT uh, okay, people cool. of the time. So he's, he's tried... There was a lot of women to be, in the game. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's made sure it's, it's like fifty percent. Yeah, fifty yeah. percent when when fifty percent women. And all of the artwork in the game, and all of the facts on the cards in the game. No, 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 the facts are things he's written. <laughs> no, he said most of them were true. Oh yeah, the facts. The facts yes, were true. Yeah, the, the, the crimes and stuff. He's researched like the weirdest crimes he could find. Yeah. Anti stealing and, and things it's like got that. Weird facts crimes. on. Um, but the only me. card that doesn't have a legit picture on it is the art fraud card. Which is one he designed. Yes. <laughs> so it's all got genuine. That I'm pretty sure Victorian was Robin. I think it was. And pictures oh, okay. and I think it was sort of Victorian era painting of Ryan Gosling, actually. <laughs> nice. We love a bit of Ryan Gosling. Or Ryan Reynolds. No. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. Couldn't tell. We've never done a Ryan Off uh, podcast. Long anticipated, <laughs> long promised Ryan Off. Um, we'll do it as a Twitflix one day. Yeah. Fine. So, yeah, um, had no problems on the day. It felt more spacious. Uh, walking around yes, I don't know what yeah. Saturday was like because last year Saturday was mad it, it was crazy it was it was easier than it was the previous year yeah, yeah. But but it was getting a bit I've cramped seen, and a bit hard to access I've seen a lot of people on Twitter year. saying that it was still better than last year on the Saturday yeah, yeah. it was quite funny though because um, on Saturday quite a lot of people took pity on us in our Twitter t-shirts and they kept calling us over to sit down Oh. Because we looked knackered. So Andrew Harmon from Omino's took one look at me and immediately got me a chair in a safe space. Oh. <laughs> because I looked absolutely knackered. I was shattered yeah. from buying of all of the things. Thank you, Omino's. Yes. Yeah, so he... Um, oh, yay Games. Yay He's Games. Fun. And Andrew Harmon, who was absolutely amazing, yeah. gave right. us a seat in a little safe place and then autographed our game because oh, naturally nice. we came home with Omino's hieroglyphics. Nice. I don't think I've ever played Omino's. It sounds a bit scary. It's a bit ominous. Ominous. <laughs> the dice game was really good. It won awards um, last year, apparently. But okay. the new one's the hieroglyphics, which is a tile flipping game, which we tried and looked absolutely amazing. Yeah. And Aaron fell in love with, so we had to come home and we nice. had to run around five minutes before Expo closed on the Saturday looking for yay games, <laughs> so that we could get ominous hieroglyphics. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, cool. but how did you find it, Jamie? I mean, because it's your first yeah, one as well. Your first time. Uh, yeah, um, I've been to expos before. Um, largely video game expos as opposed to board game ones. Um, and it was the best one I've been to, definitely, by yeah. far. Um, it, yeah, on the Friday it wasn't too busy. Yeah. The Everybody was willing and happy to talk to you about whatever. Yeah. And actually, um, from my point of view, because I was behind a camera for most of it, um, 90% of people we spoke to were more than happy to be filmed as well which yeah, yeah. last time I tried to do that like everybody was hiding oh when we were at Dragon Man. yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, in previous years we've tried to sort of grab interviews with people and they've been like a bit nervous everyone I think because we were videoing more gameplay yes so the people that yeah. are demoing the games tend to be more yeah. outgoing whereas if you someone that's there to 
maybe sell a game mm. and you're trying to get their sales pitch out of them they're a bit more mm. nervous mm. Um, so yeah it was a, a great time um, didn't manage to uh, to stay this year uh, for financial considerations whereas uh, Critical Aaron and Wife of Twitter are obviously doing well you stayed at the Hilton booking.com mate yeah <laughs> booking.com yeah was it was it cheap as chips and I missed out? I think yeah, it's also much. because we didn't stay on Saturday nights. We saved a lot of money just yeah. on Saturday nights. Yeah, well, I've noticed that the Thursday is cheap, the Friday is a bit more expensive, and the Saturday is like three quarters of your money if you're yeah. staying for But the whole actually, time. comparatively, because we took quite a lot of our own food and drink and used their room service, which was mm. cheaper than the restaurant prices, yeah. and we didn't have to pay for multiple lots of parking... Oh, did they give you your parking? No, but it was a reduced rate because we were hotel guest. Yeah. And it was right there, so we didn't have to carry things around. We didn't have to worry about driving home. Yeah, so they have the Hilton kind of as the after party area. Yeah. Part of the gaming area and kind of other bits and pieces like podcasts and stuff. And a board game cafe that was open till 11. Love the board game cafe. So we could just go down, pick up a board game, go back up, play it while we were eating for dinner, go down and switch games. That's really good. Firstly, Meeple's actually had two setups this year, one in the hall. Yeah, one and Hilton. one in the Hilton at the same yeah, time. Yeah, they did that last year, I think. I did, they? Yeah. Oh, brilliant. I just didn't know this. Oh, yeah. no, actually, I think last year they were shipping games across between the two. So they didn't have them have both. You, have you guys been to Thirsty Meeples yet? No. no. I want to go. I like going to Oxford anyway, so... I'll yeah. Have a trip. Yeah, have a trip sometime. We, 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 Twitch we, day out. Next yeah. day out. Yeah. All the random games that we bought end up coming from, from them. Yeah. Because yeah. it's like, they've treated us nicely, recommend things for us. Yeah. Oh, that's true. We went and bought many board yeah. games. <laughs> um, was there anything you were hoping to see that you didn't get to see? You didn't get to see the shows you wanted to, did you? No, I missed out on Nightmare and... The Dark Room. In the Dark Room and... I think if I was to go again, I would go for three days, but I'd book all the shows for like the Saturday because it was really busy. Yeah. And I think if yeah. I was going to shows, I'd be all right because I wouldn't be as in the expo. That's a good idea. It is a good idea. Don't do that because we're going to do it. <laughs> Unless you want to use that to come and meet the twits. Yeah. And then fair enough. One um, day we'll have a, a podcast room there and we'll do a live podcast. Because Aaron will be fucking frightened as fuck. <laughs> or over energetic yeah. and you looked really excited last time I mentioned doing that you looked scared as all hell but you, you looked okay with it this time yeah, actually yeah I think it'll be good yeah. um, no I was saying to Brian on the, on the day I think for what we, we we went with very few expectations we weren't really looking too much ahead of time about who was there no I just wanted about. to kind of drift about yeah and I think we saw in that one day pretty much everything we wanted to see bar one or two things that were let's say super yeah. busy yeah um but like it's a good point if you wanted to then go to some of those events then yeah. that's where the second or third day would really yeah. come in handy yeah but yeah, yeah I, I mean i was happy to just go for the one day and, and see all of the key games i wanted to see yeah we didn't really manage to catch up with some of our our old friends um people like um the oligarchy team yeah. Yeah. the sirenscape team yeah. uh, we didn't get to talk to modifius who were doing great business and really busy, oh, really busy. um there was a, a game called Holding On, The Troubled Life of Billy Kerr. We tried to get into that oh, all day yeah. Saturday and there was such a queue. So Jamie and I tried to have a go. There was one group in front of us, which happened to be the bastards from Shut Up and Sit Down. <laughs> their fame in front of it to push it. They didn't really, they're lovely people. Um, but it's a game all about uh, playing the carers for a man who is dying and uncovering his story. Again, a bit like Fog of Love. Mm. Yeah. Different, different theme. 
kind of more real. I uh, didn't manage to find a copy of Dark Souls, the card game. Oh, that's um, on pre-order on their website. I did ask. Ah, okay, yeah, I was hoping they'd be able to sort of demo it, but again, there very busy. There is not one copy left at Expo. Saturday. We went there Saturday morning what? to ask yeah. if they had it. They had six retailers there selling it, and they all sold Friday. Yeah, the, the, um, yeah. there's could, three still in that cabinet, but they were in lock and key. They were yeah. empty. They were empty as well. Um, wow. I didn't manage. They were so busy selling not only the game, but all sorts of related merchandise. I couldn't buy Unstable Unicorns, yeah. or even on the Friday. Oh, uh, so I've ordered it online. <laughs> um, and... Yeah, I think that's that's everything that I that I think. So it's uh, if we ignored you and didn't get to meet you, we, we still love you. Um, all the p- friends we've made in previous years, and we'll try again next year. Or at Dragon Meet in December. Yeah. It's kind of the same thing, but in a day. There's also an event on in September that I was thinking, if there's time, I might go along to, or slash we might go along to. Ooh, cool. Um, I wasn't aware of it till the other day, and it popped up on Facebook. Um, I think I'm up off from one after you after said I, you were interested. I said I was interested. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and it's in London again, isn't it? It is. Um, Tabletop Gaming Live, which is on the 29th to the 30th of September at Alexandra Palace. Ooh. So that Ooh. looks interesting. Was that, sorry, which date? Uh, the 29th and the 30th of September. Yeah, so a whole weekend. Saturday, Sunday, yeah. Ooh. I, fa- I quite fat, because I feel I missed out this year. So, so, so. Um, Tabletop cool. Gaming Live. See it, buy it, play it at Tabletop Gaming Live. And cool. I think there's some very similar people going, attending, um, like companies and so on, as went to um, UK Games Expo, yeah. but there were a couple of others as well, I noticed that weren't there. So, yeah, that'll be interesting. Never cool. been to a palace? No. Actually, no, I have. I've been to the Alhambra Palace. There you go. Ooh. It's not funny or interesting, but it is true. That there is a game that set there. The Alhambra, yes. Yeah. You could have linked it. But we haven't played it, so we can't. So that was the UK Games Expo 2018. Everyone had fun. Everyone enjoyed yes, it. It was really good. Um, it rem- remains to me then just to, to mention uh, Critical Joe, who came 107th out of 243 players at the Netrunner tournament. Which is not bad, actually. It's yeah, that's fair. The spread was pretty tight. I mean, there was, yeah, uh, there was about... Yeah. I don't know, a quarter of the table that had 30 points. So it's like, you know, yes. everybody yeah. very Yeah, they close. played, those poor bastards played <laughs> eight rounds of Netrunner, which are each just over an hour long. Yep. They had delays at the beginning due to software, which they did sort out. Um, and so I think they were playing from something like half past 10 in the morning until yep. nearly midnight. Yeah. So uh, well done, uh, well done oh, them yeah. and the yeah. other members of our sort of Netrunner community who also attended. So just thought we'd, we'd give a shout out to our missing members. It makes us sound like eunuchs, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> missing members. On that castrated note, I have been Critical Brian. I've been critical Aaron I'm not sure I like it you don't like see I thought this was a new thing we could try and yeah, refer yeah. to ourselves in that way but you don't like the sound of it do you, you look Twit Aaron I think I prefer because he, he wants to have a wife of Twit um, it could be Twitical Aaron Twitical yeah. Aaron yeah. Okay. Uh, I've been Brian Ennis I've been Twitical Aaron I'm still <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm still Critical Jamie um, and you've been Sparkle Princess <gasps> Say goodbye, Sparkle Princess. Bye. 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 Oh, you did a proper goodbye for once, you miserable sod. (laughs) 